Coming up today on The Fit Mess. Tapping into that heart intuition, like the heart knows. I really believe that when we can live more from our heart, it will help guide us to where we actually want to go for being our, our true selves in a way. That's Carson Finkel. He's the founder of Create Meditation. Today, we'll talk to him about how he guides clients through breathing and meditation to help calm the nervous system. And we'll even dive into Jeremy's session with him. But first, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Zach. We've spent years pushing ourselves to learn more about our own physical, emotional, and mental health and picked up a few coaching certificates along the way. But really, we're two guys who got sick of our own shit and started making changes to be healthier, happier, and live more meaningful lives. And each week, we talk to world-class experts with advice to help you do the same. So, Zach, you know how sometimes, you know, you're, you're just kind of going through your day, you're doing your thing, and... There's that voice in your head. Sometimes it's telling you you're a piece of shit. Sometimes it's telling you you're killing it. Sometimes it's just silence and weird music and whatever. The weirdest thing happened when I had my session with our guest today, Carson. He walked me through one of his Create Meditation sessions, which is just filled with amazing music. I know because I picked it myself. And he's guiding you and sort of rewiring your brain with these positive affirmations that are all based on things that, that I told him. And ever since then... There will be random times for no reason whatsoever that I still hear his voice saying the things that he said while we were in this session to help me try to become the person that I'm trying to become, right? It's just the wildest thing to hear this voice every now and then that's just saying, you're strong, you're confident, you can do like all these things that I didn't ever say to myself because no one ever told them to me in a way that stuck until Carson did it in this session. But it is so interesting how in this one, I believe it was an hour-long session, he did some deep rewiring of the systems that run this bucket on the top of my shoulders. I haven't done a session with him. I have had a similar experience in a yoga class where this one teacher would say this one thing where whenever we like got into a difficult pose like plank and she had to stay there and it was painful. Mm -hmm. Later on, like as we're doing the breathing of yoga and everything, like and just it's a mindfulness practice for me, we'd get back into that same position and she would always say, we've been here before. Mm -hmm. And that has translated into so many things in my life. Whenever I get into a difficult situation, I hear her voice in my head saying, you've been here before. So it's really incredible how like with the right guidance, with the right breathing technique, you really can reprogram the voice in your head as evidenced by, you know, what you experienced. Yeah. His approach to meditation, his approach to breath work is so unique. I have done a number of different sessions with different, I guess, ambient background noises. And in his case, he literally says, send me a playlist, pick, you know, five songs that you have some emotional attachment to five songs that, that I think bring you joy. And to be able to listen to music that you already have an attachment with, that you already have some emotional connection with, and to have him sort of layering in these new messages for you while you're listening to these songs that bring up all kinds of emotion. It just, there's just, you can tell it's really getting under the hood and really doing some deep work to fix a lot of the stuff and, and help us let go of a lot of the baggage that we carry around every day that happened to us when we were seven or, or whatever it was. Yeah, I really love that part. So again, I haven't done my session, but I did pick my songs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I just in thinking about that, like just really trying to unpack it. It's like a couple of the songs that I picked were songs that were like emotional to me when I was five or six years old, you know, in the hope or attempt that like it was going to hit something that was buried way back then. 
it's very cool. I love, I, I really, I have not experienced it, but I am looking forward to experiencing this approach. All right, quickly before we get to the interview with Carson, when I'm not doing work to try and clean up my mental health, I'm doing the best I can to take care of my physical health. And that includes making sure I take my athletic greens every day. Now I've been on it for several weeks and I love it. It's packed with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods and probiotics. And it works with any diet plan and it tastes great. For less than three bucks a day, you're investing in your health for a lot less than your cabinet full of vitamins or your daily coffee habit. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system now with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Those are so handy. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash fitmess. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash fitmess to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You'll also find that link on our website, thefitmess.com. Now, I've been really looking forward to sharing this interview with you for some time. I had a chance to do a create meditation session with Carson. You're going to hear all about my experience and the way that he has helped me transform a lot of my thinking and a lot of the voices that are in my head, some of them now including his, and a lot of it done through the power of breath work. His name is Carson Finkel, and he is the founder of Create Meditation. And we started by asking him what breath work is and how he got into this. Great question on the breath work. <laughs> comes in many different facets and styles. And I think breathwork right now is considered and going off of one of your earlier podcast guests is more in like the Wim Hof category. When people think of breathwork, Wim Hof, if you're listening to know, yeah, he's the one that kind of pioneered and his style of breath is very much kind of in the holotropic breathwork family as well. And breathwork kind of gets you to an elevated state, releasing stress, but breathwork also can be categorized something just focusing on your breath different patterns of breathing and box breathing, only breathing through your nose with nasal breathing, longer exhales or inhales. So breath work is a whole host of things. But I think in the nomenclature, when people think of breath work, they think of something more in the holotropic, um, like Wim Hof style breathing. And for myself, how I got into all this, I dabbled with Wim Hof probably early, early days of Wim, like seven, eight years ago. But what got me into the type of breath work that I do with Create Meditation I did a one-on-one -on -one session with someone that really just had a profound effect that incorporated music. And it just really helped me open my eyes to things. And I wanted to be able to take that and um, got trained in it and then started facilitating, you know, sessions for people. I was right at the beginning of the pandemic. So I just started doing sessions for friends and family for free, wanting to give back and serve. And then in my own kind of personal healing journey, combined a lot of the other healing modalities I learned along the way with this specific breath work to create this kind of unique session that is a create meditation session. So that's kind of how I got into it. And definitely I can guess why I even got to that breath work portion once a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, a little over four years ago, I was on the startup grind, starting a new company, winding down another and kind of burning the midnight oil, full burnout. And I had a panic attack, severe panic attack in my sleep. It was a nightmare that I couldn't wake up from. And I had never had a panic attack before. never knew what anxiety was, but I woke up. I was crying uncontrollably. I honestly thought I'd lost my mind. And it was the scariest moment in my life. And it was the universe telling me I need to, to look inward, make a change. And that kind of started me off on my journey. And yeah, breath work. But that specific one-on-one -on -one session happened a couple of years later. I know there are basically three pillars that you bring into this work. So talk to me a little bit about what those three pillars are. With a create meditation session, there's three pillars, as you mentioned. The first one is the connect pillar. 
So at the beginning part of the session, about 10 to 15 minutes, where it's just my voice guiding you through some mind-body connection. And what we're doing there is the heart sends more signals to the brain than the brain does to the heart. So when people talk about that knowing, that intuition, that gut feeling that we all sometimes feel, that is a very, very real thing. So we're tapping into that. And I like to say, I would say a top two benefit that's reported for the people that I work with, it's clarity. And when we tap into that heart intuition, it's almost like the universe, God, whatever you believe in, kind of shows us these little breadcrumbs of where we want to go. Part of my job is trying to help people find their North Star. Like, where do they really want to go in their life? So that's part of the connect pillar. Another part of the connect pillar is a nature journey. So there's like a pre-questionnaire you fill out before you do a session. And one of them is like a favorite place in nature you feel connected to. And what we're doing there is I guide you through walking you through your five senses, sight, sound, smell, touch, and feel, and taste. And what we're doing, they're priming your visualization muscles in a place you feel very connected to. Because at the very end of the session, I'll be guiding you through a visualization of creating the life that you want. Again, I'm going to walk through those five senses. It's a lot easier doing at the end after already primed those muscles in the beginning. So that's the connect pillar. Then we go on to the breathe pillar. And that is definitely an active form of breathing. It's got some similarities in the holotropic breathwork family. It's a very active breath. We get into an elevated emotional state. And during that process, I'll be taking in some of your answers from the, the questionnaire and I'll be layering in these affirmations, beliefs, things that you want to embody and create with my voice because you're going to be getting into a state while you're breathing where we can do some rewiring and reprogramming because typically you're going to go from an active beta brainwave state, dropping down into alpha and then even dropping down into theta. And when we go from alpha to theta, we are crossing over from the conscious mind to the subconscious mind. So that's where we get to do some reprogramming. And the best part about that breathing pillar is you get to breathe to music of your choice. So you send me four or five songs that bring you joy, four or five songs that in quotes move you. And that's a kind of a big differentiating factor is that, you know, listening to music that you have emotional connection to, it really kind of helps bring about some things, you know, and during the journey, kind of bubble up some joy. Maybe there's some, you know, emotional times in there. People send me maybe like a wedding song or something that they feel very connected to. And in that breathe pillar, there is a yell that's involved. The reason why we do the yell, it's an amazing physical release. So you just get to let go and release anything you're holding on to. And most of the time, people look at you like you're a crazy person. You know, in society, you give a really, you know, true primal yell. So it's a safe space, yell into a pillow. So it's a great letting go. But more importantly, a lot of times leading up, there might be some trepidation of like, you know what, this yell, I don't really want to do this. This is kind of weird. All these self-imposed fears, limiting beliefs that we all put on ourselves, society puts on us, when we really go for it, we just blast through all those limiting beliefs, opening up that limitless mindset. So that's the breathe pillar. And then the last one is the create pillar. So after your, your music and the breathing, you hear some white noise come on for lucid dreaming, and I'll guide you through one last visualization to visualize the life you want to create. Again, walk through those five senses. That's really where the magic happens because you're in this elevated emotional state and you attach that with a clear vision of where you want to go in your life. And um, yeah, it's amazing some of the visions I get to hear at the end of the session. So those are the three pillars of a great meditation session. So before we jump in, I want to hear about Jeremy's experience and I, I want your take on it. I want to hear that whole conversation. But first, like you do this over Zoom, you do it remotely. It's from the comfort of someone's home. 
does that change the experience? I mean, I'm I'm guessing yours, maybe the first time you did it was in person. Is it different over Zoom or do you get a similar or the same experience? I actually think Zoom is better for one-on-one. I've done one-on-one in person. The reason being is that my voice is able to be overlaid with the music very well, like through Spotify and Zoom into, you know, your headphones. So that immersive experience versus if like if I'm right next to you in person, it's, you know, my voice with the music, it's kind of hard to get that really crystal clear overlay. So I do like doing it through Zoom from that way. But I've done larger in-person events where I bring silent disco headphones and I got a mic and the whole thing. And that way I can bring the quality of having a Zoom experience in person where then my voice is overlaid with the music in the headphones, because I think that's um, that's really key. And that's a great question, Zach, because that is something that when I think back on our session, this session with you over Zoom, and then I've done other you know holotropic breathwork sessions in, in person with people. And in one of them in particular, I definitely, wherever I went, when it was over, I was not back yet. Like I literally was like floating and kind of spinning and there was no gravity. And it was this very surreal, like scary, like, holy shit, how do I get back in my body kind of experience. And so going into this with you over Zoom, that was a fear that I had. It was like knowing that you were thousands of miles away. If something <laughs> goes wrong and I'm floating in space somewhere, how are you going to talk me down? Have you had, I mean, luckily I did not freak out, but, but have you had anybody sort of flip out and have you had to manage that? Yeah, that's one thing I guess different because I know what you're talking about. I mean, you can go in outer space for sure. Yeah. In some far yeah. off places. I think the goal is not to do that for me in these sessions. I do have people that have now work with me in like the 40 something session where we do go very deep. But the point is like at the beginning, I go nice and slow. Mm-hmm. When it's somebody's first session at the end of song two, I always check in. Mm-hmm. I say, hey, I let them know, hey, I'm going to check in with you at the end of song two. And you give me a thumbs up you give me the thumbs up, we continue on the journey. Because yeah. I want someone to feel safe, being able to feel that they can let their guard down and let go. And I think that's a huge part about the connect portion, that pillar, because mm-hmm. we are really getting the body to feel safe, connected. And, you know, they t- always talk about set and setting. Mm-hmm. You know, we want the setting to feel safe. And then I'm with you. And then the the set, meaning your intentions, which all that's gone over as Jeremy knows with like the the pre-questionnaire and we go over your answers and talk for 20 to 30 minutes before we even get into any of the session portions. So great question. I will say in the first like 10 sessions I did probably, you know, two and a half years ago, one of my friends, thank you. One of my friends, I took too fast, too quickly. And it was definitely a learning experience where he had to stop because he got the, you know, the body sensations that were too intense. And so I learned like, yeah, you don't need to take any one that quickly And then I tell people, if we continue working together, we will advance the techniques. We will bring in some breath holds, but out the gate. Yeah. And I'd say the most important thing in any form of mindfulness, when you breathe in the same rhythm, the same pattern over and over and over and over again, that's when your mind starts to feel safe. You know, that's when that monkey mind starts to slow down and we go from that beta to alpha to theta And that's what we're looking for. We want to get into that state where we can reprogram the subconscious. So great question. Yeah, because I have seen people in person where they look like they're having a horrific experience and some holotropic breathwork (laughs) stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't want to take anyone down that path. So in my session, 
I don't remember all of the songs I picked. I, I know were some of the more emotional ones. And I mean, I, I can pull up your playlist right now if we want. Oh, we could. Sure, sure. I know that, that some of them that I chose are tied to some grief, to some loss that I've experienced and, and sort of songs that I shouldn't even say got me through those experiences because I still deal with the grief. But, but I guess I just wonder, you know, we talk so much about intuition and listening to our heart and I guess our heart sort of is attached to those songs, but is there any sort of interference? Am I, am I monkeying with the wiring by bringing in songs that I have this preconceived attachment to where if I'm just in a more traditional session, you just go in sort of listening to whatever appears, right? So is the music interfering in any way in what would otherwise be sort of a deeper inward journey? I definitely see what you're saying. Like we're bringing in some emotional attachments to things. Right. Are we bringing a story? Like, yeah, right? yeah, we're yeah, always yeah, trying totally. to get away from the story, but are we bringing a story into the session? What I feel what's positive about the music is that it's allowing some more emotions to come to the surface. I think it actually can accelerate that. And for me, when I'm on the other side and being guided, and by the way, what's great is you get to pick and choose the songs every time. So it's like, ah, that song didn't resonate that time. Let's, let's mix it up. You're kind of creating your own curated playlist, you know? Yeah. For me, there's some of the joy and love songs that when I hear them and I'm breathing, it really opens that up to feel those things. And that's what we're doing. We, we want, we're training your mind and body to feel the way you want to feel. So yeah, maybe some of the, if you felt you might've picked songs before that might've been in a little more darker periods of life, maybe the next time we pick some that are more of like, we want to stay all uplifted and happy. And right. it's definitely, I find music is so an individual thing. And one of the most interesting questions I'll get from people is like, oh, is there any common songs that people send you? Mm-hmm. And it shocks me that it is so different. There's very, very, very little overlap in people's music choices they send me. It's all genres, yeah. all different time frames, but it's it speaks to them. And that's what's most important. I know what Zach sent you, at least some of it. And when he told me what he sent you, I just laughed out loud. I was going to ask, I was going to ask because I, the initial songs that I sent to you and I haven't done my session yet, but they're all over the place a little bit. Yeah, good. I just remember Celine Dion and Metallica were in the, were in the mix yeah, there. No, somewhere. no, it, it's, that's, it's great. It's, I thought all genres welcome. And I, some people, yeah, they'll go from a hip hop rap song right into, you know, some like classical piano. It's fair game. Yeah. And it actually can it really takes you on a journey when you're breathing. It's like, oh shoot, I just got an upbeat dancing song. And now I'm like, well, I'm going to slow down with some classical. So yeah, I like people have fun with the music and then they usually find a set that they love. And like, yeah, I'm going to run with that for the next five, 10 sessions. Cause that just really speaks to me. You mentioned earlier the the yelling, the screaming that, that happens in one of these sessions. And I remember distinctly laying there and just feeling like, I know I'm supposed to do this. I want to do this. I'm not afraid to, but I couldn't find it. Like it just, it wasn't there. And I don't remember how you got me there, but there was some, some, in some way you helped me find it. And then, man, when I did, I couldn't talk for like two days. (laughs) Yeah, no, you definitely (laughs) really went for it. But from what it seemed like, it was a good release for you, which, which is a a, a positive. Yeah. The, the yell can be, you know, a lot of people are like, there's some, like I said, that trepidation of like, "Ah, I don't really want to do this, but it's kind of getting out of our comfort zone and really having a primal release that I think is very therapeutic for a lot of people that, because we never are given permission to do that. And for the people that really don't want to do it, and some people were like, yeah, I just can't do it. Then I suggest they just let out like four to five really big sighs, just really focusing on letting go 
as much as they can. So I'm not going to like force someone to be like, Hey, no, you have to do this. No, no, no. It's, it's your journey. I'm here to guide you. And if the yell's not for you, then yeah, everyone's good with a big sigh. So yeah, that's kind yeah. of the, the backup. I can speak for the yell though. Like, even though I haven't done it during a session, like at least once a week, if I'm like feeling pressure and the stress is high, the next time I get in my car, I just, I unleash it. And like, yeah. I did it once while I was driving and I'm somebody either saw me do it or heard <laughs> it like through the car because they were watching me the whole time. But even outside of this session, it's pretty powerful release. 100%. I warned my wife in advance because we both work from home and I was like, you're going to hear some screaming. I'm okay. But you know, there's, there's going to be some screaming. Just I usually get a good laugh <laughs> when I'm doing somebody's first session. I say, Hey, tell them like hey, right now, if you live with anyone, shoot them a text right now. Like just letting them know yeah. you're okay. And they get, it usually <laughs> gets a good chuckle, but I'd rather, uh, cause I've had it early days of not giving that warning. And there will be a person who comes into the room because they're like, Oh my God, what's going on? And I'm like, no, yeah. don't worry. They're okay. That's wild. I want to get into some of the techniques that you introduced during our sessions from the uh, creating and connecting part of this. But one of the things that has stuck with me since that session is in part, you had me choose five words that sort of describe mm, or, yes. or take me down a path of where I want to go. Yeah. And so since then, when times are tough, when I feel a little lost, when I feel a little scattered, your voice is still planted in my head. And I still hear you saying to me the affirmations that I am now saying to myself, but weirdly, it's your voice. So why does that happen? Tell me about that. It actually makes me happy to hear that. I laugh about it, but it makes me happy because that means that we, in one session, we did a pretty good job of layering in some seeds of rewiring. If you can, because people report, they're like, when I'm washing the dishes or brushing my teeth or driving the car, like I'll hear your voice. I'm like, you know what? Great. We are rewriting the programming in your subconscious with these empowering beliefs and things we want to embody. And you mentioned the five words that's in everyone's first session. I take them through this identity exercise. And part of it comes from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, where he talks about there's three elements of achieving a goal and there's the results and the outcome. And that for me is like the North Star, like where do you want to go in your life? There's the process, which is the habits, the routines, the work it takes to get there. And then there's the identity. And a lot of people are not aware of the identity or ignore it. And that to me is the most important. And what I mean by identity is like, who is the Jeremy? Who is the Zach that is already at that North Star, already at that result? And what are his habits? What are his routines? What are his top five states of being? Like, what does he embody? Like, if you were to wake up tomorrow and you're living the life that you are working towards, but you're already there, how would that feel? And yeah, people answered me like, you know, their top five. And then kind of like the homework that I give is, all right, now that we have your identity, I want you to have this list and multiple posts throughout the house, you know, computer, bathroom, mirror, and ask yourself on a daily basis, who am I becoming? And you look at that list, like that is who you're becoming. And that is the work is like, what can I do today to embody one or all five of these things? And for me, I actually attach like visions to my list. So when I look at inspired, I have my vision for being inspired to really step into that. And for you mentioning like, why does that happen? And you hearing my voice, going back to the rewiring is because we are, you are in an alpha to theta brainwave state. So your mind is very receptive. You are, you went from the conscious to the subconscious, your brainwaves slow down. And that means the analytical mind is out of the way. The judgment, the gatekeeper is out of the way. And the great thing about your subconscious is 
whatever you give it, it's going to take as the truth. There's no rational thought. So the seeds that we get to drop, those five words for you, Jeremy, of what you want to embody, it's like dropping right into your supercomputer. It's like, hey, this is the new programming we want to run. So that makes me really happy to hear that you heard my voice. Yeah, definitely. And now I need to know, what are those five words, Jeremy? Oh, yeah, that's an excellent question. I don't know if you have it in front of you, Carson. I can probably pull mine up pretty quickly. Yeah, I can tell you. I definitely want Carson to say it because I want to hear it in the way Jeremy hears it in his head now. Mm, Yes. Everyone, Jeremy's top five. Number one is peace. Two is confident. And I would say, like, you are at peace. You are confident, you are prepared, you are strong, and you are content. So those are your top. That is literally what I hear in my head. (laughs) It's the weirdest experience to hear. Because like, there's plenty of voices up here, don't get me wrong. And and a lot of them have a lot of really shitty things to say. But every now and then that pops up and I'm like, well, who's that guy? (laughs) Who who invited him in? That's weird. That's awesome. But just in hearing it, right, you've got the voice for this. Like that, that's a very soothing voice. It's a very calm voice. So you layer that over a little bit of you too, and you're just, you're on your way. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. I would say the biggest influence on my work is Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you guys are familiar with his work, he's amazing. Anyone listening, please just go Google him, watch him YouTube. He's the man in all of creation and manifestation. Everyone talks it's just becoming your identity. What I mean by becoming is stepping into those states of emotion and feeling like those five words. Can you feel those five words on a daily basis? Can you feel it energetically what it means to be at peace, right? To be confident. And when you can do that, your life will change because you're getting into a level of energy that's signaling to the world around you like, oh, no, this is who I am. And things are going to start to show up that match that. And, um, That's where just like attaching whatever you can do with those words to have you practice on a daily basis to feel those things. And it can be very simple. Like I'd look at it for like 30 seconds, each word and just drop into my vision in the future of like, I'll share like one for me being inspired. It's I'm on a stage guiding thousands of people. And that makes me feel really inspired in that way. So it's funny you mentioned the stage thing, because that was another element of my session that I thought was odd is that, uh, for whatever reason, the vision that came up was me on a stage, helping people, inspiring people in some way or another. That's not necessarily something that I aspire to do. When I, when I sit here and think about it, that's not like one of my goals, right? It's not my, on my bucket list to be up on a stage, you know, Tony Robinsing it up. So where does that come from? Why do we maybe see something that we wouldn't normally plan for or, or want, I guess, in, in our normal life? Uh. I wish I had like, you know, the magic answer to that. Uh, (laughs) I think there's so much intuition that we're not aware of. And like I say, tapping into that heart intuition, like the heart knows. I really believe that when we can live more from our heart, it will help guide us to where we actually want to go or being our, our true selves in a way. But yeah, the visions I hear from people, a lot of times it might be a vision of exactly what they need to do and work. Cause that's been top of mind. It's like, oh, here's my, my next five things that the dominoes that need to fall, or it's some pretty far out things that involve a vision that they're single at the time. And they have a vision of being with a woman and walking down the wedding aisle and like babies and all these things. And like, none of that has happened yet, but I believe we, with those visions, they can come true. Cause I've had multiple people 
where the visions have come true to the very last little detail. And they'll like email me and call me like, you're never going to believe this. That's what lights me up is when someone can use the power that they have inside them, which we all have to create the life we want and tap in, you know, the dispense of talk, tapping into the quantum field. Right now we are living and experiencing the 0.01% and the other 99.99% that we have the ability to manipulate with our energy and our tensions and our mind to create. We truly have this limitless power that we get to tap into. And that's really exciting. Joe Dispenza is a personal favorite of mine, and I've been reading and watching so much of that work. And I'm curious, you know, I guess this really doesn't relate to a lot of what we were talking about, but do you feel like the world is shifting to that thought pattern? So a lot of what Joe Dispenza talks about, a lot of this breathwork stuff, a lot of these old solutions that have been forgotten for so long, do you think it's coming back? Like, is this becoming mainstream? Is this becoming a thing that in our lifetime, we're going to see everyone take advantage of these tools and techniques? I definitely think it's on a massive upward trend where the veil has been lifted that this is not to some woo-woo spiritual bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, and Dispenza specifically has just been an amazing pioneer to bring the science. Like I went, he's just so big on like, let's remove all the dogma remove the religion, remove whatever, but people can get behind some facts and science and data. That seems to be a universal language. People are like, all right, like I'll buy into that. And, you know, I went to a week long retreat of his and they had scientists and researchers from UC San Diego and like, you know, measuring what was going on in people's brains and people's blood before and after the events. And it is eye-opening what is possible. And in terms of the there's a potential to shift in consciousness of, you know, human connection. If the more and more of this happens, kind of like the, everyone always uses this example. So but like the four minute mile example, no one could break the four minute mile. Once one person did it, then it's got broken multiple signs and months after. So when people see what's possible for real in person or see it in the facts and the data, some science are like that shift in belief really have a wave of a positive effect of what they can do and what's possible for them personally. And then as a collective, that's what's so cool to see like Dispenza at the events and the stories of people that have been able to overcome all sorts of cancers and health issues. And I was there witnessing people came in wheelchair bound, couldn't walk at the end of a couple of days and some healing sessions, they were walking around. Like, and when you see that, that's where you, pierce that veil of possibility and once you have the conviction and believe yeah that's why i think we just have this limitless power we we can tap into but it comes with and he talks about this and this is what i do working with people as continuously is building the mental model because this is a great example i think this is from his becoming supernatural book but i like to give the wine example let's say you you guys love drinking wine and let's say i think it's grape juice like can't stand it but we sit down together and you are sharing with me this most amazing glass of wine and you know the winemaker, the year, the varietal, everything about it. And when we go to drink this purple juice, I'm nothing's going on for me, but what's going on in your brain is a thousand X the experience. And that's because of the knowledge that you are bringing to that present moment. So there's a big part of like building the mental model and understanding of what we do in these, you know, create session or any, anything like when you have your own mindfulness practice, 
the more you know and understand why and what you are doing, it will enrich the circuitry in your brain to the actual present moment and amplify it quite a bit. So a little side note there, but yeah, definitely if you're into this stuff, like learn and read about it and understand it and they'll just continue improving your, your experience and your practice. I want to be respectful of your time that we've already gone way, way over on. So uh, my apologies for that. But is uh, first, is there anything important here that we have not talked about that you want to make sure we mention? Just a simple takeaway for people. I like to say, you know, like, how do I get started? What can I do? And I think meditation can be intimidating for a lot of people because they're like, I can't go sit for 30 minutes and by myself and not think about anything. Like what? Like there's, I think there's this, there is this hurdle for people. I don't know what, and, and I, I, I get it, it can be intense. So I always you start with the breath. Don't worry about anything like guided, just notice your breath. And I tell people, and in a time you're feeling stressed, like take out your phone and look at the stopwatch on your phone and the optimal, as I'll say, like take away the optimal breathing rate for humans, five and a half seconds in, five and a half seconds out. Don't worry about the half, either pick five or pick six, whatever feels more comfortable, but just breathe in that way for a couple minutes and see how you feel. Most of the time you are activating your parasympathetic to help your body kind of wind down and feel more homeostasis and come to balance. So don't make meditation this big, like unknown thing. Just start noticing your breath and that that is a win. And if you enjoy that, then you can kind of continue down the journey of exploring more avenues because the category of mindfulness is, uh, you know, pretty big in what you can get into. But uh, I think an, an easy entry point and to stay out of your head is just focus on the breath. You mentioned resources and learning more about this stuff. What are you, the resources for you and where can we learn more about you and your work? Oh, resources for me. Uh, like I said, Joe Dispenza's work, if you're into the creation, manifestation, energy stuff, he's, and bringing science to that, all his books, YouTube, his content, can't recommend it enough. A couple other books, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer was one of my favorites early on. The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. I would say start there. I mean, that's that's plenty, but it'll kind of dip your toe into the water. And then uh, if you want to learn more about Create Meditation, you can go to createmeditation.com. You can book, I offer like free 10-minute calls, kind of exploratory, see if it's something you want to get into. Or you can Google my name, Carson Finkel. You'll probably find my main job is that I'm a CEO of a direct-to-consumer hat company. I'd say I kind of selling hats, that's what, you know, pays the mortgage these days. Yeah, yeah. But my passion is definitely, yeah, with create meditation and see where this thing can go. So yeah, that's it for me. Our thanks again to Carson Finkel. He's the founder of Create Meditation. You can find links to him and his work in the show notes for this episode at thefitmess.com. So one of the takeaways that I had on this is just, it always amazes me. And I don't know why it still amazes me, but like the power of breath yeah. is just amazing. And again, I didn't experience his session, but you did sounds like he takes it up a level. He definitely does. And especially if this is something new to you, this is one of the great things about Carson is that he does ease you in step by step. I've done this work before. I've gone on some deep and weird trips that were hard to come back from. And as I mentioned, I was afraid of doing this over Zoom with somebody because what if I get stuck in outer space again? And it was nothing like that. And I'm sure that over time, if we continue working together, that, that I'll get there, not necessarily stuck, but, you know, go on deeper journeys. And Carson is the guy to go with because he's just so easy to work with. You heard his voice. Imagine having that voice in your head all the time after spending some time with him and, and helping reprogram some of that old wiring that's got you busted and broken down, struggling to get through each day. 
So I, I can't recommend enough. If, if breathwork is something you've been interested in, if you keep hearing us talk about meditation because we talk about it all the fucking time, he's a great resource to start with. So I encourage you to reach out to him. And again, you can find him at createmeditation.com and use the promo code FITMESS for a $100 discount only for listeners to this show. And what I really liked about him is that he, while, you know, breathwork is obviously a very important piece of it, he's talking about bigger things. He's talking about consciousness as a whole. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that includes breathwork, that includes meditation, that includes so many other things and the power of our mind. So like, I was just really impressed with not only the breathwork session that was described and again, looking very forward to my own session with him, but just his knowledge of like consciousness as a whole, which was, you know, it all ties together. I don't know if he's going to be able to get through a whole session with you going between Metallica and Celine Dion, though. That's going to be that's going to be a bit of uh, gymnastics. Oh, wait till the Scorpions comes out. <laughs> that's amazing. Hey, uh, before we get out of here and uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about our Facebook group, we'd love to have you be a part of it. But we were recently featured on an episode of the fantastic podcast. It's called How to Live. And uh, we just want to share a quick clip of that with you. I had some very serious anger issues when I was quitting smoking that I had to figure out. And that was more of a chemical induced anger. But going forward, once I started to really peel the emotions back, because whatever the surface level emotion is, there's always something underneath it. And what I always found it went down to, whether I was depressed, anxious, angry, it always drilled down into being afraid about something, afraid about being a failure or afraid about disappointing people or afraid of how I'm going to look in front of people. It took me a long time and I'm still not okay with it, but, you know, being afraid is a normal thing. Some great words of wisdom there from Zach. And, and I think a lot of the work we've been talking about on this show and, and sort of doing a lot of that reprogramming can help address a lot of that fear that we're talking about. So to check out more of that episode, there's a link to that as well on the show notes for this episode of The Fit Mess. And you can find that at thefitmess.com. You can also, by the way, find the link to our Facebook group. We'd love to have you join us there along with other Fit Mess listeners where you can connect for monthly challenges, accountability to reach your goals, and connection with others who are on a similar journey. Join us there. We'd love to participate with you. We will be back at that website, thefitmess.com, next week with a brand new episode. Thanks for listening. See you, everyone. We know this podcast is amazing and doesn't seem to lack anything, but we need a legal disclaimer. Prior to implementing anything discussed in this podcast, it is your responsibility to conduct your own research and consult your physician. You should assume that Jeremy and Zach don't know what they're talking about, and they're not liable for any physical or emotional issues that occur directly or indirectly from listening to this podcast.